welcome to your Life Path Astrology reading. I'm really excited to dig into your chart and see what it has to tell you. And just for the audience to get to know you better, I would love if you gave us a line about what you're up to in the world and then a line about what you hope to get from the reading. Okay. Are you asking me yeah, now? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, okay, yeah. So um, for, I guess just from the reading, um, maybe just kind of understanding my purpose, right? Um, maybe some strengths, weaknesses, and maybe I need to hone in on a certain talent. I don't know. I feel like I'm just um, all over the place when I, I really don't commit to one thing. <laughs> so maybe just understanding what it is that I'm really good at or that I, I really need to focus more energy on that I can excel in and, and, and grow from that. Okay. Is that, is, is that what you're looking for? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> and then what, what do you do? What, do, what are you up to in this lifetime so far? I am an executive recruiter. So that's what I, do. I mean, outside of being a mom and a wife and adopting and rescuing animals every time I turn around, uh, I, I am an executive recruiter. So I work with various companies, uh, organizations. More recently, uh, I'm full-time uh, in-house recruiter. So I just do all of their hiring needs and communicate with candidates and, and help them find their perfect career path. Love it. Wonderful. Okay. So now that we know a little bit about you, you're just kind of, you said you're kind of a little bit all over the place and you're just hoping to understand a little bit about this non-committal and decisive kind of like almost like learning how to use your chart to understand how to hone in and, and maybe focus uh, in your direction. If I'm, if that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Correctly. Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, I'm going to start with your sun sign because everybody knows their sun sign. So the sun sign is what most people go to when they're looking at their horoscope. And you have a sun in Gemini, which you must already know, right? Yes. <laughs> so I'm sure you know all about it. And so here's the really juicy part about the sun sign. The sun sign is how we see ourselves. And so when I see someone with the sun in Gemini, I imagine someone who sees themselves as highly intellectual, highly intelligent, very resourceful for collecting and finding information, always in the know, and also an expert communicator, um, which is interesting because right before we started this conversation, you were telling me about how much you love languages and communication. <laughs> <laughs> very true. <laughs> yeah. So that is how you see yourself. And Gemini, you know, people know it as a twins and the two sides. But really, for me, the bigger archetype of Gemini is the intellect because it is um, it is an air sign. It lives in the mind. So, you know, that is that mm -hmm. is a strength of Gemini. Right now, yeah. interestingly, the way people see us is as our rising sign. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with your rising sign. No, ma'am. All right. Well, we're going to, I'm going to teach you a little bit about your chart. So you're a Gemini sun, but you are a Scorpio rising. So I, are you familiar with Scorpio at all? Yes. My younger brother is a Scorpio. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Okay. So when I think about Gemini, I think about outgoing, communicative, um, very approachable. And then when I think about Scorpio, I think if we were to give Scorpio a TV high school drama TV show archetype, it would be the intimidating goth girl because <laughs> she is super knowledgeable, but super intense. And she also is not uncomfortable 
doing the deep dark work, like finding the blind spots, doing the shadow work. Whereas Gemini is collecting information and looking at the work, but more from a light and airy side and also just sharing information side. Scorpio is like, I want to be going as deep as I can into the subject, even if the, the spaces I'm going could be a little scary. And so there, you know, when I think about Scorpio, they're, they're, they're like, I think about them rolling their sleeves and maybe digging in the backyard, looking for bones if they believe that there's something that's hidden. Yes. Makes sense. That, that sounds a lot like me. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yes. And, and do, do people technically see you as like someone who's not afraid to do the hard work, someone who's going to, you know, really dig deep and not be surface when it comes to the work they're doing and, and the depths that they're willing to take? Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, people typically come to me either to let it all out, right? Because then just kind of get uh, information from, because I'm always reading some, I'm always in the know, as you said earlier, but um, I'm definitely not afraid to to work hard, dig deep, if you will, and, and get things done. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, Here's the really, really interesting part about our rising sign. The rising sign is kind of like the CEO of our life purpose. It, because it represents the problem we're here to solve in this lifetime. So your soul's work when it comes to the problem it's here to solve is the Scorpio energy. And there are a lot of ways that this can be taken. For example, it could be said that the work that you're here to do is you're, help to, you're here to help people figure things out. Um, you know, it's not uncommon to find therapists and detectives and CIA agents in this type of Scorpio energy. Um, oh my God. Tell me, tell me what comes up for you. Sorry, when I that, that. <laughs> that just hit me so, because uh, my husband always says, you can't save everybody. You can't fix it all. You can't, cause that's really me. I'm always, um, I've worked with adults and children with disabilities and I've always worked with people and I find myself Currently, I, I have a lot of kids that stay with me. I bring in a lot of people who uh, otherwise wouldn't have a meal on the table or don't come from a good home. And I'm always trying to fix problems and I'm always digging deeper and trying to look into things and how can I fix this and what can I do? Um, and my husband's like, oh, it's a detective hat on today. Uh-huh. <laughs> are you fixing someone's problem? Trying to solve something today. How many kids are going to be at the house today? And how many people are you helping? And I... I've always thought that was my life's purpose was that I was here to help people just leave a footprint on everybody's heart. Cause no matter where I go, I meet, I don't ever meet a stranger and I'm always trying to help somebody. I'm like, Hey, you want to come to my house? Oh, do you need a ride? Oh, do you need help with that? Can I, can I help you figure that out? Oh, you have marital problems. Let me help you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. Cause you know, what comes up for me when I hear you say that as well is if Scorpio had a tarot card related to it, it would be, um, it would be the death card. And the death card is not literal death. It is the ending of something and the beginning of something else, which is transformation. And so that's also what a therapist does. It takes someone somewhere and helps transform them to get them to their next chapter in life. And so what I'm hearing is you really love facilitating transformation. That is very true. That is me. Uh, my husband always says, and you can't see them on. I'm like, yes, I can. One at a time. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, everybody, be it a conversation. I, I am a talker. Obviously, communication is my key strength. And 
I believe to get through life, everybody needs to communicate, you know, like you don't have to scream and fight and yell or do any of that. Just sit down and have a conversation, you know, just talk to people, just talk and you can get far with just a, a simple hello, you know, that could lead to a long lasting friendship, relationship, any, you just never know. I am so obsessed because you are already living out your soul's purpose already. <laughs> like, it's like you're really aligned with this because when we look at these two pieces that we've just started working with, your, your rising mm. is your soul's purpose, which you're already saying, like, I want to help figure everyone out. And the sun sign, which is your Gemini, the communication piece, it's the, it's, it's what we call your secret sauce. It's what you put on everything to make this mission work. Like your mission of helping people through transformation wouldn't work for you without your son in Gemini, which is that transformation. And here's an interesting part that I didn't talk about. Your son is in Gemini mm -hmm. in the eighth house and eighth house is this Scorpio energy, the transformation, the digging deep, the, the, the getting to the bottom of things, the figuring things out. So you see yourself as a communicator for the cause of figuring things out. And so it's so aligned. <laughs> that is, um, I have what they would call goosebumps, if you will, because I'm always like, why? Why? Like, but why? Like everything, you know, everything happens for a reason. I'm a firm believer. Everything happens for a reason. We're all here for a reason. I don't question why. I just kind of go with it. But my husband's like, some things just don't have an answer. I'm like, yes, it does. <laughs> everything has a everything has an answer, babe. Are you kidding me? Like, no, things just happen. I'm like, no, there is a reason. And I need to figure this out. Like, why? Why did you do that? And why did you say that? And why did that happen? And why is this guy this color here and not over there? I'm always questioning why 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 <laughs> you you <laughs> literally have out. yeah you literally have the most inquisitive sun and rising combination like out of all of the combinations like all of their 12 signs but i would say those are probably the two most so you literally have so i when i gemini is an information searcher and so is scorpio but when i think of gemini it's like the journalist and scorpio is like the cia agent detective right and so literally the two mm -hmm information seeking archetypes are in your sun and rising <laughs> that's i cannot wait to share with my husband i'm be like see i told you i told you. i have to be aligned you know it's like it's in the stars the universe put me here and the universe is wants me this way for a reason it's i'm just i'm not crazy i promise you <laughs> you can now yes you now have you have um astrological proof that you were literally born this way and i love it um so, so in this life path astrology methodology, there are kind of like four primary signs that comprise your life's work. And so you have the sun and you, you kind of get the sun and the rising and how that works together. And then I joke that then we, that we have the moon and there are a couple of things to think about the moon. So my joke is that the moon is kind of like that board of that board of directors member that if you don't keep them happy, they're not going to vote for what you want. <laughs> um, so we always want to yeah. keep the moon happy. And the moon represents our emotional landscape. And so when anything is going, whenever, when it, you know, those moments in your life where you're like, something doesn't feel right, or something feels like it's off or mm. things aren't flowing and you feel stuck. Yeah. That's when I want you to remember, I need to look at the moon. Okay. Okay. And okay. so. So the other thing about um, the moon is, yes, it represents what's happening in our emotional state and emotions comes from Latin ex movere, which means to move out. So as we 
feed and nurture it, we move out ancestral wounds and things that don't belong to us, the things that we don't have to hold on to anymore, because people are always trying to hold in their emotions, but really the purpose of emotions is to let things out. And you have your moon in a very interesting placement. You have your moon, which is emotional. It's um, the ruler of cancer, which is a water sign, but you have it in Capricorn in the second house. So Capricorn is an earth sign, and the second house represents Taurus energy, which is an earth sign. So immediately, what was that? Oh my God, I'm freaking out. My husband and my eldest daughter are cancers. My middle daughter is a Capricorn and our son who is six is a Taurus. So, okay. <laughs> so, so those are two different emotional landscapes, right? Because the cancer daughter must be very emotional and the earth signs, the Capricorn and the Taurus must be like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. Or they hold it back you are on it my my oldest daughter she cries if, a, if, we, if my husband smashes a spider and my oldest daughter my middle daughter and my son are like they're just yeah whatever like no emotion sometimes it's scary I'm like do you, guys, do you guys even know how to cry like what is like i mean he's sick so crazy bumps his toe but overall they don't they don't show emotion so yeah. uh, oh my gosh crazy yeah. <laughs> i joke that psychology astrology is the psychology of the universe and every reading it proves this with me it proves this to me a little bit more and more so i love this so here's what you need to know about this for yourself i want you to so okay. capricorn is an earth sign but it's really interesting because when you're going to look back at the recording i want you to notice that it's like the symbol is like this this it looks like a Z with a squiggly line on the bottom. And so even though it's an earth sign, it's the goat. And everyone thinks it's a mountain goat, but the symbol for Capricorn is actually a sea goat. And what that means is that Capricorn represents like, the, if, if they had a TV archetype, it would be the CEO. It'd be the boss babe or the CEO father. It's very like, it's an empire builder. It loves work. It loves success. It loves being in the work. But because it has that fin, Capricorn drags with it or brings with it under the surface an emotional landscape that people cannot see and so even mm. though it knows how people feels and even though it feels everything so deeply it's not going to show it oh my god i don't know if i should cry right now or if i should i don't even like this is so deep for me at this moment because you just nailed my daughter <laughs> to a t i mean she is a, she is going to be a boss she wants to own her own company and she's She's got goals to go to an Ivy League school. She's 14, and where we live, she can legally get a job, and she just put in her first application, but she does not show the emotions. Like, it's really hard to tell, like, what's going on with what is going on. She just holds it all in. You just never know with her, and I'm, I just can't. This is, oh, my God, this is so amazing. It, it is, wow. and, and so this, is, this tells me that this, this is likely how you express your emotions, too, because your, your moon is in Capricorn, and it's saying, like, I may be really much in pain, but I'm going to hold it in. I don't want people to see me cry. I'm going to feel it, but I don't want people don't. to see me. They don't. They, 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 my husband, my husband walks around like a panther. I'm like, oh, my back hurts, or he'll complain, and I'm like, yeah, and I've had four surgeries in the last year and a half, just sidebar on that, but I have. And my husband's like, how do you just get up and keep walking? And like, we don't know you're in pain. I'm like, I, I am in pain. I just, I mean, it's not a burden that I want anybody else to wear. So it's me, it's who I am. And I mean, I don't complain and I just, nobody ever knows the mom or I'm emotional because I, I don't want them to have that. I feel like if I bleed out those certain emotions, then my family will wear them. And I'm always afraid to kind of push my emotions off on them because they're kids. And I'm like, I don't want them to have that. Mm. <laughs> I don't want them to that way. 
Interesting. And that's, and that's like the, so my, my teacher always says that Capricorn is like a poker face. You don't know what's on, you don't know what's happening, but I would dare say that you get to learn. So, so here's the thing, like you get to do the work, like the gifts of Capricorn is working, is like plugging through. It's doing what it takes to get through the other side. But what do you do? To, what do you do to get grounded? Because you're pushing and you're pushing, you're pushing through the emotion. But at one point, you're go, that's gonna that's gonna unbalance imbalance you because you have these emotions that have to run through you. That's my current moment, right? That's what we're. That's where I'm at right now in my life, as we speak right now. Um, the last few months, it's just been like, oh, so what? Are, you know, I have said to my husband, like, what's my outlet? Like, where's my outlet? When when do I just get to let it all out? And he's like, babe, we're all here. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't know how to let it all out to you guys, right? Like, and then I said, I think I just need to go outside and like scream to the stars and the moon and just say, okay, take it, please, because at this point, I'm I'm there in my life. I'm almost forty. And I'm like. All right, I gotta release. I, yeah. I gotta have like a. I need to push this button and release it all. So, wow, I'm just impressed. So I, I I'm sorry to keep interrupting you. This is just so amazing. You're just hitting everything right on the mark for me right now. I'm so happy, and you don't have to apologize. That's that's what I want to hear. That this is serving you right now. So it sounds like all of this is serving you to help you understand where you can move next. And I think yeah. for you is you get to really understand how to take care of your emotions. And so when I see a moon yeah. in an Earth sign, like what one of the things that comes up for me is you get to learn how to ground yourself when your emotions come up. Um, because Capricorn is going to be like the dad, you know how, like the, my first thought is like Capricorn's like kind of the dad of the Zodiac. So I can imagine like, you know, when a kid falls and the father's like, that's nothing. Just keep on, get, just get up and keep on going. That's nothing. You're, you're not hurt. It's nothing to worry about. Yes. It's, it's kind of like what you're doing with yourself, but you, but it's almost like you get to nurture yourself. You get to take care of that emotion that Capricorn is bringing underneath the pain that you're holding onto. Okay. So what do you do? What do you do to release? What do you do to, to, to kind of break through and break free and release that emotional side? Uh, I listen to music. <laughs> awesome. Honestly, I just put on some, I just put on music and I dance with either my son or I crank it up in the house and I clean and I just get all my kids motivated and I'm like, all right, party time, dance time. We're going to play music. So music is what, kind of, that's my release in life. I love it. I love it. Perfect. I feel like you get to, you get to do things cause like Capricorn is super serious. And so I'm happy that what you're doing is something that's really light, like music, arts, movies, comedy, whatever it is that lightens the mood is a perfect release of emotion for Capricorn. That's so grounded and so serious. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So then the last board member is Mercury. Mercury is the planet of communication, um, but it represents our intellect. So in the physical realm, it represents our, in, like our, our physical brain intellect, but in the mm -hmm. higher consciousness, like more in your soul's purpose, it represents your higher consciousness. And so for you to access your higher consciousness, you get to learn how to work with Mercury and, and where it's placed. So your Mercury is in a really interesting position, actually. You have Mercury in Gemini. And you have Mercury in Gemini, um, and it's interesting because Mercury is the ruling planet of Gemini. So it's like in a place where it kind of feels comfortable. And so for you to access your higher consciousness, you get to work on what we call like the shadow. So every sign has like the plus 
the, the positive side of it and then the challenging aspect of it, which we call the shadow. So we know that okay. like the strength of Gemini is communication and like, you know, all, all that stuff with intellectual, being intellectual and resourceful, but in its shadow, Gemini is a chronic overthinker. <laughs> uh, I I overanalyze everything. My husband, I mean, everybody who knows me knows that, whether it be in work, in life, uh, the why, there's that why and that Scorpio and that detective in me, but I do overanalyze. It could be the simplest thing and I have to break it down like tenfold. And my husband's like, it's not that hard. It's not that complicated. Or my mom or my brothers, they're like, stop thinking about it. I'm like, I can't. Yeah, I just overanalyze. I overanalyze. I mean, even driving, I'm like, oh, how far is that? How much long? Okay, I got. Oh, I can't hit the brakes now. Maybe that's too soon. Okay, no, we're good. Totally. <laughs> I do. I overanalyze. Yep, I overthink <sighs> it all. And so that's the you. In order for you to kind of ascend into your higher mm -hmm. consciousness, so that you can do the soul's purpose. Like I really feel that you could figure out a way to really help others figure things out, be that gem, that Scorpio rising. And I think overcoming mm -hmm. that overthinking will help you mm -hmm. get to your purpose faster and reach a wider net of, of people that you want to help. But that overthinking keeps you in like analysis paralysis almost. It does. And so the first thing that comes to mind when I see that is like, do you meditate or do you do something to get yourself out of your head and into your heart? I do not meditate. And maybe I should show you something. I don't know if this has any part of this or however, but I am an empath. So I don't know if that plays any part into who I am or my astrology sign and all of that. So that's another thing that I worry, I overanalyze and I think about because it's hard to go places without feeling people's energy all the time. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm learning how to it wasn't until my later years that I accepted it and now as I'm almost pushing 40 now I'm trying to figure out how to uh, handle those emotions that come with just going in public and with my kids and people in general talking and um, so I don't know if that kind of like I gotta learn how to release all of that I guess is that but again I don't know if that even plays any part of any of the signs or how all that works in my in my houses if you will well, I would say that you do have some things that we could talk about like a little bit later because um, when I think about empaths, I think about Pisces and um, what we call a 12th house energy. And so you do mm -hmm. have some placements in the 12th house, which we can talk about at the end. Um, but I'm thinking more of like you really get to learn how to, you know, the empath is more of like your connection to the higher realms, like that, like the next if you believe in like the spiritual realms and the next levels when i'm talking yeah. about mercury i'm talking about how can you stop overthinking and just like go with your gut with your instincts rather than with your logical human brain so that you can connect more deeply than just the, yeah. the detailed and the analyzing and the data and that masculine aspect of energy of thinking right so in in Real life situations, it's always an instinct gut first. Like, you know, when it comes to like finances or going places or doing things, it's like, you, you know, a woman's intuition is what I always told it was called, but I, you know, I know it's a gut instinct. Yes, I go with that. Uh, in work, um, in my relationship, my marriage, certain, it's kind of like 50 50. Certainly, you know, 50% of the time I'm going with that instinct, and the other 50% of the time I'm overanalyzing things. Got it. Got it. And so if you how can overcome that, how do I know that was your question? Like, what can yeah. I do? 
No, I mean, if I had the answer to that, I probably wouldn't overanalyze. I, I question myself every day and I, I drill myself all the time. Like, why do you do, you do that? <laughs> why are you overanalyzing? It's not that big of a deal. I think it comes from the why. It yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. why did that happen? Why? I'm always trying to figure it out. And because I'm always trying to figure it out, I just keep analyzing it. And then I get nowhere. <laughs> I get yeah. everybody frustrated. <laughs> I, and so, so this is what I'm hearing. Like you are, you were born with like being in your head, being in the, in the why, being in the questioning, being in the analyzing. And so I really encourage you, I, I, I would encourage you to explore meditation and I don't need you to do like an hour a day. Like even if you learn to do five minutes a day, especially in moments when you're overanalyzing, it's almost like learning how to do quick meditation breaks when you're in analysis paralysis and overthinking mode to snap mm -hmm. you out of the overthinking. Cause I think of a computer that when you know how, like sometimes those computers like, like, or certain things, like when something gets stuck in the little spinning wheel happens and it's frozen. Yes. That's kind of like what you go into when you're in that like over Mercury in Gemini. So you get to pull mm -hmm. out of that and go into more of like your heart and pull out of the mind so that you can really be move forward more boldly towards your life's mission. Okay. Okay. So the next thing that I want to focus on, so those are the four main board members of your life's purpose, but then we have two pieces of your chart that are really important for you to look at because there are challenges and wounds that we came in with and the challenge you have to stretch into and the wound you just have to understand that it's there so that you can begin to heal and step into your purpose more deeply. And so the first part is the challenge. It's called your North node. So we have something called the North node, which also means we have a South node. The North node is our challenge. The South node is what I like to call your jam. It's what's super easy. It lights you up. You could do it with your eyes closed. So your North okay. node, which is your challenge is in cancer. And your south node with it, with it, which is your jam, is in Capricorn. So what is super <laughs> Tell me, tell me. This, it's just the cancer and, and, the, and the cancer. You said the north node and the, you said the north node was, which one was that? The what north that node is your was? challenge. Which is my husband. <laughs> <laughs> he is a challenge uh, and he is my cancer and my oldest daughter. And then my youngest, my youngest daughter is the, is the Capricorn, right? So and you guys uh, probably get along really easily. Uh, I do. I get along really well with her, uh, but with <laughs> my cancers, the cancers, the, uh, yeah. they challenge me every single day. It's, it's, it's yeah. So I'm <laughs> the, the challenge and, and the other one, I'm like, oh my, and then you put it back in cancer and, and Capricorn. I'm like, oh my God, the universe was definitely testing me when I got married to have these kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, you literally were gifted the sign as your challenge to really help you stretch into being more like that. And that's the exact point of the North node. It's learning what, how to embrace. So, so first of all, it's really easy for you to um, be a lady boss, to be in action, to be working, to be following through. Um, cancer represents kind of like the father energy of the universe. Um, I don't know if you probably related more to your father than your mother growing up, um, but there's a sense of like really, really like that that all of that like cancer ambitious ceo like being work 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 um is easy yeah. what has been difficult is embracing more of that feminine flow like being in the flow rather than in process 
you know, going with your intuition more of the times than like being in like rules and, and things like that. Like, you know, learning just to, you know, not have to worry about the next step and what to delegate and just be in the flow. I also can't help to think that um, you get to just learn to embrace embracing things. Because Capricorn mm -hmm. is so structured, it's so rigid that it can be repelling. And cancer mm. is embracing. Like, think about a mom. A mom is known to like be with the arms wide open, giving their kids hugs. Like, she's always a home to her family, literal and figurative, right? Where Saturn is like, um, sorry, but you didn't get the job. See you later. You're fired. <laughs> you know? Right. And yeah, so that, that's go ahead. true. <laughs> nope, you're hitting it all on the target for who I am. So, okay. I'm, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like you get to like let go of like worrying about like your reputation and like ambition and like like work like the hustle. You get to let go like you you already know how to hustle. So like if things happen and you need to work hard, you know how to do that. Well, you have to learn to embrace is balancing the family with the hustle and balancing the flow with the rules. Okay, so okay, balance it, embrace it. Okay, does that make sense? I'm just, yes, it does. I'm sorry, I'm just taking notes on this. <laughs> oh, sure, no problem. And don't forget, I'll give you the recording too. So, but definitely take notes. Um, okay. that's your north and your south node. So, as you embrace more of that cancer flowing energy, mm -hmm. you're it'll allow you to step into that purpose of being that, that guide for transformation, helping people figure things out. Another interesting thing about your North Node in Cancer, you have it in the ninth house. And ninth house is Sagittarius energy. And Sagittarius has a couple of things. First of all, it's the, the multilingual, multicultural traveler, wonderless gypsy. Um, but oh it's my God. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about it before. Years, a gypsy. I'm not even kidding you. From 17 until even after I had my first daughter at 21, I have a natural gypsy heart. We like to the point like after my husband retired from the military, I sold everything we had and what we needed, we kept in storage, and I moved us into a camper and we traveled. <laughs> and and it's funny because you have some interesting Sagittarius placements in general, but but it's it's hard for you to be a, what what comes up for me with Cancer in the ninth house. It's hard for you to be that mother archetype, that cancer archetype while in your gypsy mode, right? It's yeah. Like, yeah. So, so it's interesting that you have that there. Um, so you get to just learn to flow more. That's like really what comes up for me. Um, so, so does that make sense that you get to learn how to be more, more, more in the feminine flow, more in intuitive, like less structured, like less, what comes next and just go like, you know what? I'm just going to go where I'm led. Right. That's so, I don't know if it's just changed with life because when I was younger and I just had the two kids, I, I kid you, my mom's always called me a gypsy from a young age. She says, you have a gypsy heart and I admire it. Like, for, and I didn't know what a gypsy was at like seven, eight and nine. And then when I got older, she used to say, okay, where's your gypsy heart taking you now? And you got your gypsy bag packed. And I mean, I, would, <laughs> I did travel. I went across the U.S at a very young age on a Greyhound bus and I just traveled and found places to put my head and sleep and I wanted to see the world and as I got older my kids started getting older things became more structured and my husband does not like the word routine because I say it all the time I'm like look <laughs> we have a routine like you gotta do this and we gotta do this and if we do this and we do this and he's like well what nope. happened to those wonderful 
this person? Like, what happened to the lady I married that just wanted to travel the world and see it all and speak languages and, and meet new people? And I'm like, I don't know. So it's kind of like hit and miss. Like some days I'm a free spirit and I'm that hippie, you know, child and peace and love and save the planet. And the next minute I'm like, oh, wait, no, we have to pay the bills on this day and we have to do this and we have to do this. That's your Capricorn. Because <laughs> it's, that, it's that's your yeah. Capricorn. Like your Capricorn is like, it is more instinctual for you to be structured and, and empire building and doing the work. It's not as instinctual for you to be that like nurturing gypsy. Now I will say the reason why you do enjoy it, even though it's part of the challenge in your North node is you have both Uranus mm -hmm. and, and, um, and Neptune in Sagittarius and, uh, Uranus it represents is this is in life where you get to be a little bit different, where you get to be unique, where you get to be eccentric. And Neptune mm -hmm. is where your dreams, your illusions live and you have it in Sagittarius. And that's where your dreams and where you get to be a little bit different is the travel and the languages. That's kind of like where you get to be dreamy and different. Um, so that's why that yes. inspires you, but your natural state of being is your South node, which is the Capricorn lady boss. Yes, because I'm I'm kind of different. I am the tattooed pierced mom with purple hair, but I still am a little bit more reserved. So I live vicariously through my daughters. I'm like, hey, you want to have green hair this week? <laughs> do you want to do this this week? Uh, that my, that that strong sense of having the structure and the routine overrides yeah. more so than years than anything else. But I really need to tap back into that gypsy heart because I loved that uh, that free spirit in me. You know, I I love the I that person a lot <laughs> and it's where you're allowed and just to let you know it's where you're allowed to be different so don't worry about it okay okay now, now the next part i want to talk about is your chiron this is a wound that we come into the world with and it's um it's something that 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 it's called chiron c-h-i-r-o-n and it's what we can do for others that we cannot do for ourselves and you have okay. chiron in taurus and Taurus, Taurus, my son's name is Tyrant and he's a Taurus. What? <laughs> my son's name is K-I-E-R-A-N and everybody calls him Chiron and though his name is Chiron and he is a Taurus. <laughs> that is wild. I, I have goosebumps right now. <laughs> oh yes, Tyrant, he's a Taurus. So now I'm even more just floored right now. I'm like, that's why I asked you to repeat. I'm like, what did you say it was? <laughs> So there's a lot of synchronicity in your chart, for sure. So, Chiron in Taurus is really interesting because it's a it's like a small generation. Like it's the 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 Chirons kind of run a like a three year gap, or three to four. I think like a, it's not more than five years if I'm not mistaken. But so you have Chiron in Taurus, and Taurus is the bull. It is stable. It, you and but the thing about Taurus is it is like the sign that we talk about money. It is money. It is luxury. It is stability. It is enjoying the finer things in life. And so when I see a Chiron in Taurus, I think of like this, the wound is you're probably really good at helping other people enjoy the, like the physical material aspects of life. But there's a sense of like you feeling guilty about enjoying the material things of life. And maybe even like, maybe you're probably really good at helping other people make a lot of money, but you don't feel like you could do that for yourself. Wow. That's exact. Uh, that's exactly it right now. I'm probably I'm going to try not to cry at this moment because that's exactly what I'm going through in my life right now. I've helped so many people in the last like, year and a half just be successful. My mom, my brother who owns his own company, my mom who 
is a Young Living representative, <clears throat> and I have gotten so many people signed up underneath my mother, and I, I've just watched her flourish. And in the same breath, my mom and my brother are like, you can do this. And I'm like, no, I really can't. I can't do that. Like, I, I just can't. And I, I watch how successful they are, and I see where my brother lives in California and, and just the nice, finer things he has in life. And I'm like, it's okay. You know, I was like, you could make that money. I'm like, it's all good. Like, I'm content. But deep down inside, I'm not. I, like, I really feel like if I could do it for them, I could do it for me. Yeah, but there's something that, there's a wall there that's stopping me from allowing myself to do it. And I just haven't figured out how to knock that wall down yet. It's that Chiron. It's Chiron saying, oh, I don't deserve this, but I can show everyone else how to do it. And so as you, as you embrace the flow, as you, as you heal that North node of always having to work, because I feel like you're always working for other people, but you're not working for yourself. You're not nourishing yourself and your family. I think you'll get, you'll have the space to just make space for what's really needed because you know, the South node of Capricorn is work, 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 but they're not, they're, they're addicted. They're addicted to work. It's more of working for the sake of working, but not because there's a purpose. And so now that you know, your purpose is helping people transform, is getting to the root of things, is this bigger soul mission. I think if you give yourself the space to nurture yourself, to take care of yourself, to express your emotions, I think that wound will begin to heal because you're already witnessing what what you've seen it you've done it for others and so you can allow yourself to then do that for yourself okay that was the hardest part right there sorry i was trying not to cry but oh my gosh oh really i give you full permission to cry you i in fact i'm going to ask you whenever you want to cry you get to oh that last part really got me <laughs> Uh, okay it's okay it's okay so we're we are running out of time i only have like another minute or two so what i want to kind of maybe end the reading with for you is to talk okay. to you about your jupiter because jupiter okay. is where we find our optimism it's what lights us up it's what inspires us and it's also where we kind of get some good luck some good hits some networking some expansion so you have okay. Jupiter in Scorpio in the 12th house. And this is pretty juicy because like I said, Scorpio is that rising. It's the, the, the shadow worker. It's the death card. It's a transformation. And it's in the 12th house. And the 12th house is Pisces, Pisces energy. It's intuition. It's spirituality. It's, it's really where our dreams live. And you have all this earth, you have all that Capricorn, you have all that natural, like, you know, kind of like, you're really good at being that earth person but this is almost saying you get to be lucky when you're in, so an, a different archetype for for scorpio is also the shaman because the shaman is like the spiritual transformer not like this typical transformer of like psychotherapy or things like that right so it's a mix of the right. spirituality with transformation and i'm assuming that you are probably leaning into more spiritual practices more spiritual beliefs and when you really dig into the practice of that because scorpio is is getting to the bottom of things when you get to the bottom of your spirituality you probably experience transformations that bring you a lot of luck a lot of fortune a lot of new opportunities yes absolutely awesome so I want you to think about that when you're feeling like you're stuck, nurture that Capricorn moon and then go, I get to work with Jupiter. Let me dig deep. Let me step into my spirituality. Let me create more spiritual transformation so that I can continue to grow and step into my purpose. Okay. And the meditation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
How does that feel for you? Amazing. Uh, absolutely. Like, I am just floored. Uh, this is the first time I've ever done anything like this, ever. I've always just been very opposed, like, no, no, I'm good, right? <laughs> I mean, I do believe in astrology. I believe in the universe, and I know that stars are aligned for a reason, and, you know, I, I try to read a lot on my own. But, you know, the internet is still filled with so much stuff. You don't know what's what out there. You know, everybody's got their own things. But but this right here just solidified my beliefs in the universe and how I feel in the stars and and my own astrological sign. Uh, It's very nice to know what what other signs out there impact me um, and just being able to know what I can do to, you know, help myself with the emotions and, you know, kind of be a better version of myself. So while I'm still helping save the world, if you will. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like what I really love too, is that I heard that you kind of felt very validated that this was always inherent in you. And now you know why. Yes. Absolutely. This, you're 100% right. This, did, this was the validation. This is what I needed. This solidified everything that I've ever believed, just never followed through with. Um, you know, and I don't know it to the depths that you do. So I appreciate you um, taking the time to speak with me and sharing all your knowledge and your passion with me because now um, I have a lot more to look forward to, right? On, on things that I can work on and how I can not overanalyze and, Yay. you know, really work, study these houses and, I'm probably going to have more calls, uh, maybe set something up where I can do the coaching with you. Maybe, I don't know how that works or what you do or what your goal is once you're licensed, but I would love to continue this relationship so that I can stay on target to work with, you know, uh, with it. my sign and doing good. Yeah. Love it. Great. 